Welcome back. Hello, hello, everybody. To another episode of the Fantasy Football Chambers. On to week three. Here we go. So what's going on, everybody? Once again, this is Ed, and I am here with my cohort, my co-host, Dennis, the fantasy menace, LaRose. I don't know if that name's going to stick, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see throw it against it the wall. We'll see, we'll see what happens. It might stick. So what's going on? I hope everybody had a good week, too. Uh, I know in, in our league, I didn't, but... I had a tough matchup loss this week, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. You and I, we're, we're sitting in the loser loser seats right now. But hopefully, uh, hopefully people out there, you had better luck, and you know it's still early. That's the thing we want to mention. If you're, you know, whatever, if you're one and one or more so if you're 0 and 2, don't don't fold, don't give up. Stay active, make trades. Not dumb trades though. There is no panic button to be pressing right yeah. now in week 2. Now, I understand we're getting, you know, if you're in a playoff league, I can see some concern. Typically, this is the time of year that I'm most excited as a GM because I'm trying to find those GMs that are panicking to get the best deal that I can get because they're freaking out. So if you're on that end of the spectrum, maybe it's a good time to look to see who's panicking a little bit to find somebody or get somebody. Yeah, if you're a 2-0 team, low, <laughs> kind of make a power gets, play. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're on that 0-1, I mean, I'm sorry, 0-2 or 1-1, do not panic. There's a lot of football to be played. Yeah, yep, I agree totally. So, with that being said, let's get into last week's matchup recap in our league first. All right. And we're going to we're going to speed things up a little bit. We're not going to last week we went through every single player, this or that. We're just going to highlight, you know, some of the players we thought stand out that made a difference, uh whether it be good or bad. And you know, let's start out with why don't we start with Nick? I want to start with Nick in my matchup. The only reason is Nick actually wanted to call on the show, I think, talk some smack and talk about it. Oh, let's give him so a let ring, me, um, Mr. Chambers. Let me see if I can get Nick on the phone here. I'm going to dial him up right now. There he is. And calling. Rocky Balboa. Dun, 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 dun. Let's go. Hello? Nick, what's up, man? Mr. Balboa, welcome to the broadcast. All right, thanks for having me. All right, so uh, we got you on. You were my mortal enemy last week, and you you <laughs> took it you took it to me. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> hey, man, this no no sorry necessary. I'm gonna get you back later this year. Don't you worry. All right. So let's let's um let's kind of go through our matchup a little bit here. Sure. Okay. So. I I mean on my end, there's really there's really not too much to to go into. I had nobody show up on my roster. I mean going right down the line. I started Alex Smith. I thought it was a good matchup. Did nothing. I mean right down the line, it was just dud 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 dud. Um, really topped off by starting Baltimore's defense, which if you did, then you didn't have Sorry. you probably yeah probably didn't have a good week. Tied with you know Chris Boswell, who did nothing. It just goes to show again and again. We've talked about this last year, this year. It goes to show that when you have those interle, you know those divisional matchups, they're really hard. They're really hard to judge because they seem to just play each other a lot better than they typically would outside of their division. So, and Nick, I mean, exactly what happened there on on your team. I mean, you had, I mean, Kirk Cousins had a Cousins is the man, Nick. Fantastic game. Nick, I got to tell you, this is what I love about Nick's team. This is what I love about Nick's play this year. And I mean this, too. I'm not just saying this. I love I love the fact that you don't spend a lot of time on your team worrying about what the projections say. You put your team, you go with your gut feeling on what you think is going to work for your team. You plug and play. You outperform your projection, and you win. And I think it's awesome. That's exactly what fantasy football should be about too many people worry about getting that biggest number they can get off their bench or on their roster. Oh, that projection is bigger, so I'm playing that guy this week, and it can backfire. And the people and, that and the people this early in the season looking at the green or red matchups. Yeah. If you're in Yahoo, it's 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 there's only been two games, so it means nothing if somebody's like whatever the 25th ranked worst 
rush defense or right. something like that. It's still you have to look at the matchups. It's still way too early. I mean, I like projections. Week eight, week nine, week ten. You've had a lot of history behind you for that season to say how a play has been going. But week one, two, three, it is a guessing game unless it's an elite player, and you're not playing like that. And I love it. So, so Nick, I I noticed. I noticed Gronk really did nothing for you. I mean, you, you want to make a trade there? <laughs> oh man! I, I mean, he, he look he looks to be. To yeah, he he's a bum, man. You should probably move. Him. He didn't <laughs> look at him. He didn't do anything for you. And and, and now he's injured. He just hits the injury report today. So uh, yeah. what's going on? What's going on over there, Nick? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think he'll be all right. I think he twisted his ankle or something. Yeah, I didn't hear the extent of what his injury is going. Uh, what it is, it looks. Yeah, so it looks like it is an ankle. But I will tell you, I do love Gronk moving in this week against Detroit. It looks like right now Detroit's best corner is not going to play. That's terrific. Who are you going to put up against that monster? Who? <laughs> I expect a big week for Gronk for you. Yeah, and it's funny, Nick. I mean, looking at looking at your bench as well. You had some people go off on your bench, and do you want to spend? Do you want to spend a little more time? On this matchup, or do you want to talk about your upcoming matchup here? Yeah, I mean, uh, I did have a couple guys on my bench go off, but and the reason I mentioned really hurt me. Uh, I didn't need it, but those guys are good. Those guys are getting the start this week. Yeah, and that's so. Let's go. Let's go into your new matchup here against Johnny, um, who, I mean, everybody in our league knows right now. Johnny's the big dog. I mean, his his team is just putting up. Stupid numbers, just yeah. I think he. I'm pretty have sure he. Seen that many points before? No, that's a, that's <laughs> definitely a that's a league record. Well, when you have your quarterback give you a 70, it kind of helps you jump right up. Yeah. There so now, for those it? those people listening, um, he had Pat Mahomes start, which he's uh he's been balling out, no question. So I'm just kind of zooming in here to look at these look at these rosters for your upcoming matchup. So one thing I want to mention, Nick, the thing. The thing that I really like, and Dennis mentioned this before about not looking at projections too much, you knew you know going into this matchup that you're the underdog. So I mean, you are literally the Rocky Balboa of this fight, Ding and it, yeah. and your your wide receiver core is what could make the difference to me. I mean, talk about guys that can boom. You've got Will Fuller and you've got Deshaun Jackson as your two wide receivers. So if you're an underdog and you need a chance against a juggernaut, that that's when you need to go for the high ceiling guys. You know, you can't play it safe in those situations. If you know consistently that the other team is putting up these massive points, you just have to you have to go for the home run. And it, it looks like with your lineup this week, that's what you're doing. And both these guys are at home. Deshaun Jackson and Fuller are at home, and I love that. I love that play. Yeah. I mean, they're those are two guys. I mean, they, they alone in a PPR league, I mean, they can put up 60, 70 points together yeah see like even like both of those guys are exactly what you're explaining like they can bust they can't they can can go off yeah and 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 they're very like you said it's almost matchup dependent normally you know if, if you if you had the advantage you probably would maybe not want to play both of them on the chance they both bust but where you're kind of climbing a mountain you have to throw them in your wide receiver slots because yeah. you have to take that gamble that they're both going to go off and kind of give you a shot there. I agree because Johnny's team is just is almost unbeatable if they if they, if he stays consistent. Yeah, and for uh, for those listening, if it, if you were talking Johnny's team, the big cap here, I'll quickly go down the roster. So he's got Pat Mahomes at QB, who's been lighting it up. Michael Thomas, who's just been. Unreal. He's what Michael Thomas has been for the last three years. Yeah, Stephon Diggs has looked amazing. He's got Saquon in it running back. He started Kevin Coleman, which was a great call with Devonta Freeman going down. You know, he got the work. Um, look at his flex. I mean, he's got Juju in the flex, which, I mean, Juju is fantasy-wise outperforming Antonio Brown right now. Well, he's out playing Antonio Brown so much that we all saw this week what Antonio Brown was doing. And so, all I'm I mean, saying is, if you're an Antonio Brown owner, start him this week because I agree. The squeaky, the, the squeaky wheel hurt. gets the grease. This could hurt Johnny in this matchup simply because Ben might want to feed his whiny receiver and send too many passes that one direction, and it could actually cost Juju Schuster some some points this week. Unfortunately. Yeah. 
Yeah, Nick. So, I mean, other than that, you know, we, we talked our matchup. I give it to you, man. You, you smoked me. And uh, we made our we made our fun little side bet with uh, I had to actually go and record myself singing a Disney song, which I hope you enjoyed that. That was fantastic. Yeah, I actually just watched it again. Uh, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it oh, was geez. great. <laughs> I'm sure a, he picked a tough song. Just so you know, if you're out there listening, he decided to go with. You're welcome. You're welcome with but, you from know, Moana. But, with, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, man. That is a tough song. I mean, that took some grit to be able to go out there and pull that off. And he did a Fitz Magic style, everybody. Oh, yeah. Yep, got to love it. <laughs> so, yeah, Nick, uh, thanks for calling in, man. Is there anything else you want to go over? Um, I just want to know what you guys think is going on with Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I mean, you saw the Pittsburgh Steelers actually take them off their roster. So yeah, right so now he's you not can move him into an <clears throat> IR position if you have him. Um, it gives you the ability to add another player while you wait. I'd say with uh, yeah, that being I, said. I stuck him in the IR slot. Which is crazy to me because, like, I'm a Doug Baldwin owner in multiple leagues. Yes. And he goes from being out, like, the day before the game, then he's back to questionable when they've already said he's not playing for weeks. Yeah. That, oh, that this is the tricky thing with the way the teams report. Kills me. I would say, Nick, the, the news is, I don't, obviously the news is not good news. Um. No, man, he's. We're actually going to talk about that in our news section. Yeah, shortly. I don't think anybody really knows what's going to happen there. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, a crazy thing right now. Yeah. So, Nick, well, if you listen to uh, this episode, we're going to go a bit more in depth on that in the news section. So we'll we'll give you some we'll give you some updates. All right. Awesome. All right, Nick. Well, uh, thanks for calling in, man. Hey, it was a good matchup, and uh, good luck to your match this week. The whole league's watching you try to take down the juggernaut. Let's go, man. Knock him out of first. So, I went back yeah, in the top. All right. Guys, thank you. <laughs> Take it easy. Adios, Nick. man. All right, that was Rocky Balboa himself. The man, the myth, the legend. What an upset that would be. Imagine if Will Fuller and Deshaun Jackson both just go off and, and carry him to this win. At home, why can't they? They can. I love the fact that he's rolling with the combo of Fitzmagic and Deshaun this week. Mm-hmm. Monday night for everything, John's going to have to sit there. with. Okay, he has Juju going, but he's going to have to sit there and watch these guys combo. How, and great, is it, how, how great is it knowing? You could be up by 50, 60 points, and you're it still may sweating. not matter. Yes. Yeah, you're still sweating. Monday night, John's staying up. Sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so, yeah, let's, uh, let's take a look at the other matchups very quickly. You want to go over yours real quick? We want to talk about last week or this oh, this week coming uh, up? We're going to talk about last week's. All right, yeah. We can take a look at my matchup. So my matchup it was a tough loss. Um, I will just say, anytime I can score a 140 or better uh, in this point system, I feel good. Yeah. You know, it's a I lost. I had it really rolling up until around the fourth quarter of that 1 o'clock game, and then really the Chiefs team just started rolling. I'm sitting there. Cam Newton starts to go off. I'm scratching my head. Adam Thielen starts to go off. McCaffrey. McCaffrey has a great day. And, you know, I look at it and say, you know what? Tough beat. I had some good performances like, you know, Goodwin does his thing. Travis Kelsey comes up big after uh, a, a soft week one. You meant Gordon. Uh, Melvin Gordon. Oh, sorry, yeah, Gordon. But I was going to say good. good oh, win. I said good. Excuse me. Yeah. Yes. Melvin Gordon does his thing. Kelsey does. You know, he bounces back with a huge performance. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was a bit soft, so I was a little disappointed. But that knee injury, it is what it is. Um, I didn't have much of a choice, but it was a good win for Phil. Yeah, if, if Rodgers plays, you play Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, it's a good win for Phil. I don't have a lot to be upset with. Um, you know, I had a couple of, you know, uh, Matt Breida, a soft week one, a great performance week two. What is he exactly? I don't know yet, but I'm glad I have him on my bench. We'll find out. And yep. uh, I'm not hanging my head on this. It's a tough loss. Um, I over, you know, I outperformed my original projection. He did as well. He got a great win. Congratulations to you know last year's champ. He's two and zero, and uh, I look forward to revenge. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Kyle and Liz next. Larry Legend and Gurley's gone wild. All right. So Kyle took this one. Larry the Legend himself, really on the back of Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, anybody that started Big Ben last week, you probably had, you probably had a good game. That comboed with he had AJ Green as well, which. Those watching the Thursday night game, I mean, A.J. Green did all his damage really in the first quarter of the game with, what was it, three touchdowns, correct? Three touchdowns. He didn't do too much after, but he really didn't have to. Doesn't need to. The red rifle himself, Andy Dalton, getting it done. Red rocket, there he is. <laughs> so, yeah, and everybody else, Kyle, you know, T.Y. had a great game. 
Zach Ertz finally stepped up, you know, after that soft week one. But yeah, he had a he had a good. That's what these players are going to do, Eddie. Elite guys like Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey, AJ Green. We all know what they are, especially with Wentz coming back this week, which we'll talk about in the news section. So, looking at Liz's team, Gurley's gone wild. You know, Tom Brady, he had an okay game, but not. It's Jacksonville. Yeah. I, I truly didn't expect it to be a huge week for him. I thought mediocrity, and not in a disrespectful way either. Just you're talking about an elite defense at home, looking for redemption after an AFC fantasy, actually, after an AFC championship loss, after blowing a big lead in that game. And that was Jacksonville, no Fournette. There is no question that this team had that game circled. I mean,. Blake, Blake Bortles may have had one of the best games of his career. A lot of people feel it was his best game of his career. Really, two of the biggest games in his career. One came in the AFC game, yep. the championship game against New England, and then this performance. Yeah, so Bortles, stop it. Just stop play it when you play hey, New England. Get out of play here. Play New England every single week, Blake Bortles, and you, my friend, are a Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Devontae Adams and Nelson Aguilar both also had good games for Liz. Uh, Kamara had an okay game. Which, I mean, that Cleveland D is sneaky good. They've got a lot of good players on that team. They do. And nothing nothing else. Too much to report. I do want to mention Greg Zerlane, Legatron. Yeah, she had some injuries. Mixon Greg the leg. Go, Mixon goes down. Zerline goes down. Minnesota's defense flops against Green Bay after, you know, everybody expected them to play really well. That happens. You got a banked up Aaron Rodgers. It was just, it was there primed to be taken for a big week for Minnesota. They didn't live up to it. So, you know, this, that's the kind of matchups that go down. So, All right, let's move on to Paul. And uh, is this? Oh, this is Dave G. Big Blue Line. So, Nature Boy and Big Blue Line. And Big Blue Line, Dave got the win. Uh, and, I mean, again, looking at it, he really just – Todd Gurley's just been awesome. He's ex- He's as expected. Which is great because you didn't know you had his first, you know, his rookie year, great. Sophomore year, not so good. Junior year, great. Here we are going into his fourth year. It's like, yeah, is he going to revert back? Revert almost, back, but he didn't. I almost think David Johnson's stuck in the 2016 Todd Gurley mode right now. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the team his team so around bad. him is horrible. You so know bad. I mean? Larry Fitzgerald, you know, he went down with an injury. There's nobody else around that you know any team's going to feel threatened by. And let's just be honest, Sam Bradford. Not good, start Josh man. Rosen. Not good. Get it's Josh Rosen out there. Gonna, and that could be great for a player like you know, like Fitzgerald. But we'll see. So Golden Tate also had a good game for Dave over there. And Chicago D with Khalil Mack, they look awesome. I mean, the Bears D is wreaking look, havoc against those quarterbacks, they are, aren't they? They are a force to be reckoned with right now. Oh, so look I mean, they, they beat up Aaron Rodgers, right? Yep. And now they just went in there and took care of business against Seattle. Russell Wilson was... Running for his life the entire game. Looking at Paul's team, I mean, nothing too outstanding. I mean, arguably the best the best player on his team was his kicker. I mean, Mason Crosby putting up, uh, in, in our league scoring, putting almost 20 points up. If you're getting almost 20 out of a kicker, that's, that's when great. When he outperforms every single player on your team, it's scary yeah, minus, what your team will be, you know? Yeah, minus, uh, minus Drew Brees and... <laughs> Drew Brees didn't help perform his kicker by much, which... This is a good team. This yeah. is a, something that Paul does not have to worry about. I understand that. He's a perfect example right there. When you got Brees, Odell Beckham, Kareem Hunt, Kyle Rudolph, New England's defense, like you've got some good key players on your team. You don't It'll panic. turn around. It's yeah, going to turn around. you don't panic. All right, so moving on to the... Unless la- you want to give me Odell Beckham, then you panic. <laughs> Let's move on to the last matchup with... With the big dog of the league right now, the big cap, a.k.a. Wood. the Hound, a.k.a. John. Just a massive, massive game Lane out of Wood, yes. really, you look at his entire team. I mean, honestly, the only thing that underperformed was his defense. That's it. You really can't be everybody, everybody. We'll go down this lineup real quick. Pat Mahomes, Michael Thomas, Stephon Diggs, Saquon Barkley, Tevin Coleman. Jared Cook had a decent game. Uh, we know Juju in the flex, he went off. Will Lutz did fine. And then Denver defense, they were okay. They didn't kill you. No one can be great everywhere. This is a good team right now. You're seeing some of these plays play above what people expected them to play at. Just can they continue? That's the question. 
Yeah, Mahomes has been – the whole Kansas City offense has just been well, – I, no I thought they were going to be good, but this has just been insane. Yeah. Well, no one's going to throw four touchdowns every single game, never mind 10 in two games. So let's understand that reality is going to hit Patrick Mahomes, but ride the wave while you can. Why not? You have no – It's almost a Sean Wat- It's almost a Sean Watson-esque of last year where he was just He was He was missed a pick city during the preseason, and people had real concern. And now look what he comes out in his first two games against two pretty good opponents, by the way. Yep. And looking at Dave R's team, the Mean Machine again. He didn't have he didn't have a terrible week. It just what are you going to do when you go? John had a hundred more points than his opponent. When you, you when at, you say that, that is that is crazy. You look at week two, you say it is what it is, and you move on. You don't overthink it. So, uh, Big Cap John is the points leader right now in the yeah. league. That's and if he keeps score two twenty, yeah, yeah. If he keeps doing that, uh, it's gonna be scary. <laughs> gonna be pretty scary. All right, so that about covers the matchups for the week, correct? That's it. We didn't leave anybody out. out. Nope, we're good. Excellent. And again, like we mentioned, if you're zero and two, do not panic. Don't tilt. Just stay with it. Stay active on waivers, free agency trades, and you know you can come back. You can come back out of it. There's so, never, listen, please understand what we're saying. There's nothing wrong with making a trade. Just don't give away your best players and share panic because they're underperforming right now unless you're going to get real value for them back. Yep. Yep. Great players are great players for a reason. And right. it's they're always gonna, good to look at consistency. They're going to bounce back. Years, so unless it's, unless it's a situation you know they're not going to bounce back and you can get some of the value just based off the name, but it's... Okay. That's going to be team-dependent, league-dependent, so just be smart about it. Don't panic. That's all we're saying. That being said, let's get on to some news. Into the news. And, well, I mean, even though we just played our... Our standard news music drop. I mean, I'm going to have to play another drop right off the bat because coming to New England. <laughs> Here we go. That's right. Flash Gordon, Josh Gordon himself, now a New England Patriot, sporting number 10. He's been out there. They've, they've got video. They've got pictures of him running routes. And how do you feel about this? I know there's been very, there's so much mixed talk, and it's so tough because in in tight fantasy football circles, I mean, Josh Gordon is almost a meme at this point in and of himself. I mean, if you go on Reddit, it's the church of Josh Gordon. Everybody hails him as the greatest wide receiver ever. Well, let's be careful before we just label him the greatest wide receiver ever. But I'll say, you know, we've heard some, you know, some murmurs in our league. We've seen some people be have show some genuine concern. Now, understand, guys, this broadcast is happening in New England, so it, this is important to us as New England Patriots fans. I am a huge advocate for this deal and Josh going to New England. I'll tell you they exactly have no, they why. They have nothing to lose. They're giving up nothing to get a guy who can pose a deep threat against any defense, and is playing with the greatest quarterback of all time. This guy posted up huge numbers and never had a quarterback that could actually... Anybody would bat an eye and say, oh, that's a good QB. So you have to wonder, what is he going to do with Tom Brady? You've got Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski and Chris Hogan and players that defenses are going to have to respect. What's that going to do? Are you going to double-team Josh and leave Rob Gronkowski in single coverage? Are you going to double-team Gronk and leave Josh in single coverage. I love this deal. I can't wait to see how we use him. I understand he's missed a lot of time, but in the time that he has been back in the games that he's played, he's been a factor. Week yeah, one, and that, scored a touchdown. <clears throat> Last and, week, had a little bit of a hamstring injury, didn't play. I'm not worried about it. I think this is a great deal. You give him a fifth-round draft pick, you're going to get back a seventh-round draft pick and potentially what could be a Pro Bowl type of wide receiver. How could this be a bad deal? Yeah, and I mean, again, we look at the Browns organization. I mean, that that's that's pretty much what you can do. I mean, they they just always make these stupid deals. I understand they were fed up with Gordon. They've given him a million chances. I understand he's a headache, and 
the whole thing with Josh Gordon is the substance abuse problems. He's been dealing with that since he's been 14, 15 years old. So I think the Browns organization themselves, they're so dysfunctional from top to bottom. This is going to be a complete culture shock for Josh coming to to New England. They don't, you you know, they do not, they don't put up with anything. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're the most talented person or not. And Josh said in multiple interviews that he's been catered to his entire life. Every time he every time he makes a mistake or messes up or slips up, somebody bails him out based on his talent. How That's not going to happen though, in New England. Let me tell you, how quickly can an attitude change, though, when you go from a losing organization to a winning organization? These same things were said about Randy Moss coming to New England back in 2011 with, <clears throat> oh, he's washed up. He's doing nothing in Oakland. Oh, he's disgruntled. He's a bad teammate. And then we saw this guy go out and set the NFL record for most touchdowns in a season the second year here in New England. So let's face it, guys. They're athletes. They have a job to do. But they're human. How many years, how much time can you spend constantly losing where at, at some point you sit there and say, I don't want to try hard anymore. I know it's not the right thing to, to do as an athlete because you're paid millions of dollars. But again, let's keep the human factor in this, please. Well, Let's let. Are we done with Josh Gordon? I think we're done with. All right. Josh can Gordon. we can we skip ahead a little bit because your 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 analogy was perfect there for. Uh, let's talk about Vontae Davis a little bit. <laughs> oh <laughs> so yes. Speaking Vontae. of speaking of not giving a crap. This is amazing. This so, is the greatest news of week two. I don't care what anybody yeah, else did. Yeah, the bill. The Buffalo Bills are so bad. He retired at halftime. <laughs> he walked into the locker room. Oh my put on his street clothes and said, "You know what." Yep, I'm See done. Ya. He's like, I'm not dealing with this. This nope. is a dumpster fire. I'm out of here. So that, I just laughed. When I saw that news, I'm like, it, this is just, again, the Ew. Buffalo Bills are so, so, so terrible. Nathan Peterman was terrible. I mean, they're, they're, they're not. They're in trouble. It's, it's a trouble team. I like their young quarterback. I think he has a lot of potential, but they have a lot of rebuilding to do. You've got all kinds of issues, and, you know, we'll go get into We'll get into uh, Shady and the well, injuries. Exactly. But, so, I mean, he just stuff, adds right? to the problems over there. So, going back, let's go back a little bit here. So, let's let's talk about Lev Bell a little bit because Nick was asking about sure. it. I mean, as of right now, I'm sure you've probably heard what we've heard, but he's still in Miami. He's still partying, hitting up the clubs. He's riding jet skis. He just released his new rap album. So, football is the furthest thing from Le'Veon Bell's mind right now. Yeah, you know what? And I don't know if I believe that. I think he's selling it as the furthest furthest thing from his mind. I truly think he's just trying to make a play here for Pittsburgh to move him. He just wants out. You think? I that that's that's my honest thought process here. He's seeing James Conner be successful. He knows Pittsburgh's not going to re-sign him next year. So what does he want to do? Let's just I'm going to play bad boy and I just want to get out of there. Yeah. You might be right. There's some there's something to that. Something to be said about that, but uh, it's not just him anymore. I mean, we saw Antonio Brown get upset last week. I mean, they tied the Browns. They've lost game two on a game that Brown feels like he wasn't being targeted enough and that Juju was getting, you know, preferred targets from Ben. Yeah, and I think this is a kind of a different thing because we all know that Antonio Brown's a great player, but we all also know that, pay attention here, that Antonio Brown is a bit of a selfish player. He is. You saw it. All the great players are, though. Yeah, and, and I understand. He's a bit of a diva, and that's just the way it's going to be. So he didn't get his targets, and he pouted a little bit. I don't think there's any reason to panic. I expect a heavy workload his way in week three. I expect Pittsburgh to uh, really look at uh, getting, the, getting him the ball and making him feel better about himself. Uh, whether that results in a win or not, that's a problem that Pittsburgh's organization needs to worry about. Um, so I find it to be a little bit different. Um, if I'm a Le'Veon Bell owner, which I am in one of my leagues, I am hunting down the James Conner owner and trying to work out a deal of some kind because I don't know when and if he's going to be back. And if you're a James Conner owner, you don't know how long you get to ride that train for. So for me, that's what I'm doing. Maybe you want to sit and wait. Maybe it works out for the GM that has both Conner uh, and Le'Veon Bell if they make a deal because if they both <clears> end up as number ones somewhere... You stole a great two great players. And it's so funny because week one, or we really didn't know what James Conner was yet, but after week one, everyone was saying, you know, if you're the James Conner owner, then you probably want to talk to the Lev Bell owner 
and see if you can move Connor to Bell, get yourself a running back that's going to last the entire season. Now it seems like it's flip-flopped a little and bit. I, I think now the has. James Conner owners are, are essentially just trying to get Bell at pennies on the dollar. He's proving himself. That's the thing is James Conner is proving himself through the first two weeks that he can stand alone as an RB1. So why move that guy? Because right now he's playing and Lev Bell is not playing. Yeah. All right, let's move on from Lev Bell. We've talked about enough about <laughs> enough about him. Got to love him. So um, really quick little thing. Dan Bailey, he's back. He signed with the Vikings, which I think it's a great signing. Really the only reason Dallas ditched him last year, you know, he had that groin injury that really affected his kicking ability. But he They didn't want to pay him either. That, they, did, that, they didn't. That's a factor. They didn't want to give him the money. And if you look back at his career stats, he's been solid for so long. And this he's, is an he's upgrade. On, it is, no question. I mean, he's on a terrific offense right now. Upgrade so. for Minnesota, upgrade for Dan Bailey. This is a win-win. Yeah, yeah. So I I tried to grab Dan Bailey where I could because <laughs> I think it's going to be a match made in heaven, but it remains to be seen. We'll have to see. Uh, Carson Wentz is going to get the start this week. Makes me question the that Philadelphia offense. He hasn't played in a long time. They could be a little bit stagnant here. It it's, been, affect, it's been stagnant with Foles. It could so. affect, well, you know, you're still wondering, is Alshon Jeffrey going to play? Then, you know, they're saying possibly. I doubt he's going to play. They just go and they make a big signing. It's Brandon Marshall? Uh, not no, Brandon Marshall. Um, no, they bring back good old boy. Oh, my mind's blanking now too. That's all right. They bring back, um, yeah, I'm blanking as well, but it'll affect Ertz. It, uh, Jordan Matthews. Thank, thank you. That's you, the thank name you. I couldn't get. I, I apologize. mixed up Jordan Matthews right. and yeah. Brandon Marshall So Jordan Matthews coming back to where he had his best season ever. Um, that will play a factor. How does it affect Ertz? How does it affect Aguilar? Uh, how does Carson Wentz perform? I'm really intrigued. By them starting Carson Wentz, this could be either great for Philadelphia or this could be a really bad week three. I think it'll be great. I think I don't think they're going to start him if he's not ready. I mean, we saw that he he even said they were on the fence about starting him in week one. I think they wanted to wait for him to get at least ninety percent there, and they're saying he is. So it remains to be seen. We're still going to have to take a look at him this weekend, see how he's moving yeah. in the pocket. and He's got weapons, and I like the signing of Jordan Matthews. He's a great receiver in the slot for them, and Nelson Aguilar and um, Alshon Jeffrey on, you know, on the ends with, with Zach Ertz. Real threat. Yeah, I agree. So that moves us on to... Oh, 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 oh yeah. Oh my! It's magic. magic. You oh know. man! I mean, can he sustain this? No. Well, of course not. <laughs> but I, it doesn't it, mean he can't continue to play well. Just obviously, he's not putting up fifties and forties and sixties. That that's not. There's no way you can average four hundred yards a game. I'm sorry, that's not going to happen. That's what he's done through his first two weeks. So four hundred yards, four tragic? touchdowns. I don't know. I I think that home game this weekend. He's got the right schedule. He's got the Steelers though. coming in, who they have not defensively have not been what they were. No, they've been the, getting torched. Yeah, the Steelers are no longer the Steel Curtain. We talked about this already last week. This, it, that is a shootout. Pittsburgh is going to be in shootouts all year long because that's what they do. So my other league, I'm in. I'll, I'll run this by you. I want your your answer right now. I'll weigh in on with your opinion here. I've got both Fitzmagic and Big Ben in my other league. Wow. Who do I start? Ben on the road. I don't like See, it. That's I. So I have to go with Fitzpatrick, and it's based solely on the fact that Ben on the road has not performed well on the road. That, period. So I've got Fitzmagic starting right now. It's My only worry is you have a peed off Antonio Brown. Sure, he's pissed. Yeah, and Ben's gonna try to get him the ball, and which it, could lead to turnovers or it could be to a lot could, of success. It could. So I think I'm still gonna go Fitzmagic. I gotta. I got to ride it. At home? Let's do it. I got to ride You know, one more time. <laughs> oh, it's magic, you know. Love it. Absolutely love it. And that, that post-game interview was just fantastic. Ride the wave until Winston comes back. If, that's if he comes back. Yeah. Right now, you already hear the talk, Murmurs. When he comes back week four, are they going to bring put him back into the lineup or not? And if he keeps doing this, they're not going to. If he keeps doing this, and I mean, he he just had that case reopened. He's now being sued uh, for the Uber incident. You have that, and let's say people like to blame instances, but let's not forget he had a terrible 2017 year. 
He did not play well. Winston did not play well in 2017. Yeah, it, that was kind of a lot of the talk. I know Winston and Mariota, they were kind of the – everybody was really, really high on them going into the season, and they both disappointed. They definitely – And they're both disappointing again. Yes. Unfortunately, I know Mariota's been injured, but we'll see if he comes back. So that pretty much covers the news. So let's get into some injuries. Doctor said I need a bacchiotomy. <laughs> Joe Mixon. <laughs> Joe, Joe Mixon. And he was looking good, too. He was looking great. So, luckily, it doesn't look to be anything too, too serious. They're calling it like a loose bone injury in the knee. They already went in arthroscopically and cleaned it up. Yeah, and I just don't understand how that cannot be something serious. Just a loose bone plopping in the knee. No big deal. I don't know. You know why? I don't know if I'm buying it. Because it's sports medicine, and these guys are being paid millions upon millions of dollars to see the best in the world. They, they're not they're not going to the same doctors we are. I understand that, but I also don't know if I'm really buying the fact that it's not going to be a big deal and he'll be back in a couple of weeks because no one wants to sit there and say their star is out. But I won't be that surprised, Eddie, if Mixon misses more weeks than they initially say sure. he's going to miss. Yeah, it could be. So that means Giovanni Bernard. Yeah. If you, if you own him, congratulations. Immediate bump to an RB1. Especially in PPR formats. I wouldn't quite put him in RB1. I would still... Oh, I believe I'd he's st- an RB1. Yeah, I, I would still put him in that RB2 category. I mean, he's got potential to go RB1 with the way that offense has been clicking, but well, we'll have to see. So let's move on to LaShawn McCoy, which uh. we talked about a little bit earlier. So he uh, he actually had a a rib injury. I think they're saying it's cracked ribs. They keep yeah, it keeps it's broken. And it's, it's not, not. And it's it not. Is, it is. It isn't. I don't know. He's if if you're a Lashawn McCoy owner for the last years, you know this is this is the game you play. He's always he's always banged up. More often than not, he still plays though. Yeah, he's a tough guy. He's not been one to miss a ton of uh, ton of games. It's just he's fighting that, and then we won't get into it too much, but I know the child abuse allegations. Uh, is, resurfaced again. They've resurfaced again. Now you got and, his baby's mama saying, yeah, it's just it's not it's not good news for him. He's an older running back. We you know we saw this happen already with the running back in Baltimore. We don't have to get into it, but you don't perform, allegations pop up, you find yourself not playing football long in the NFL. Not not in this day and age from all that's happened over the last five years. And I mean he's in a tough spot. How do you perform on that team? You I mean, can't. You can't. No. You just can't, period. So if you're a shady owner. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Hope you can get your hands on Chris Ivory or Marcus Murphy because that's where you need to be right now and be prepared to make a move if he is going to miss uh, a lot of time with injury. Yeah, And, if and you, I won't be surprised if they use the injury as a reason to get him off the they field. Could. Even though it may not be real serious, it's just a way to get him some time while things work themselves out. They could. And, I mean, if you're going for Ivory or Murphy, don't spend, don't spend a lot. It's still not a desirable situation to be in yeah i mean really if you need a running back it's an option not a great option but a starting running back is better than a backup or a you know a third wheeled running uh running back on a team All right, so. let's move on let's move on to larry legend larry fitzgerald yeah that, this news has changed a little bit because you know, he he was hurt but now we've got breaking news this evening that he practiced today and it looks like he's, he's gonna, gonna play up. yeah he's he's probably gonna um, play he's at home yeah I mean, so how, we'll see. how you feel about larry Larry's suffering from a guy by name of Sam Bradford. Not a fan, never been a fan, and that team just looks horrendous. Yeah, David Johnson's David Johnson's hurt getting hurt by it. Larry Fitzgerald's being hurt by it. We need Josh Rosen. Yeah, it's, I, I, it will only be a matter of weeks here, and maybe a week here, well, with before Brad, they start with, getting him some time. If they find themselves 0-3, speak, speaking it's going to happen. Speaking of injuries, I mean, Bradford's knees are... They're garbage anyway. He's gonna. He's, well, he's gonna, always a good hit away, right? Yeah, he's. It, it, if not by performance, it'll be by injury. You'll see Rosen within the next what? I'm gonna say two weeks. Yeah. See, I'll say if if Arizona gets annihilated this week, and I'm just telling you, I believe it's going to happen. They're going to. Yeah, I believe you'll see Josh Rosen next week. Really? At zero and three, that he's in. Yeah, you got nothing it's to lose chance. at that point. It's a chance. I think the statistical uh, fact of making the playoffs. Being 0-3 is like 8%, I think is what I saw. Oh, it's not, not yeah. good. The Cardinals aren't making so the playoffs So at that point, year. if you're not, not making a playoff it, team. then why not get this guy in the game and get him some time? You just need to get ready. I hate to say it, week three, but start getting ready for 2019. Yeah, I mean, you know you're, if you are tanking the season, you're going to get some good draft picks. If you think Rosen is the future, you can put some time into your offensive line. I mean, Larry... May be gone after this year, very likely. So you'll have to rebuild your receiver core a little bit. But a we'll, legend. 
Yeah, he will first ballot Hall of Famer, no question. Just a great character and person too. So, so we we talked a little bit earlier. Greg Zerlane, Legatron, injured. They've Gordon already signed injured, yeah. someone. Yeah, so we'll not too much to go. A couple on of there. weeks, so it doesn't look like it's going to be anything that's going to linger all season long. But he's on the shelf for a couple of weeks. Uh, Mike Wallace for the Eagles, ankle injury. So they IR'd him. Yeah, so, yeah, so he, he's, that pretty much wraps up his season. And they went out and signed Matthews, so I think that kind of really ends up. A, that kind of really ends his season. You yeah, because I mean? originally I was going to bump up Nelson Aguilar, Zach Ertz a little bit, but where they got Matthews, it's it's pretty much a it's like a plateau. I don't think it's going to do. Not not really a significant injury. Right. Uh, and the one that scared a lot of people was Todd Gurley. Uh, right. He actually left that game a little late, but it was just cramping. Well, cramping. when you're up as big as you're up, you don't need to play. I mean, his legs are cramping from probably carrying the carrying the offense. He so. was tied with the three touchdowns he ran into the end zone. <laughs> and Dalvin Cook, uh, which, again, that one really makes people nervous with Dalvin Cook's bad yeah. injury last year. Yeah, he's saying that it was just cramps. I don't think he practiced again today, or if he did, he practiced it on a limited basis. So I don't know. I'm a Delvin Cook owner, so it's like, oh, geez, fingers crossed. Yeah, yep. Definitely, definitely have to keep an eye on him. And again, if Latavius Murray, for some reason, is sitting on a free agency or your waivers, I mean, if you can, if you can afford the space, you may want to, you may want to snatch him. Well, I when I for myself, I drafted him immediately when I took uh, Delvin Cook because. I couldn't trust the fact that he was going to come back and not have issues. Yeah, and you didn't know. It could have been a, a running back by committee, but it hasn't been that way so far. Cook's been getting the majority of the work, so and he'll he'll bounce back. All right, let's get into uh yeah, let's get into this here. Oh yes. Sonic boom. So we're getting into our Sonic Sonic Booms of the Week. So these are guys we think are really going to boom this week. And Dan, why don't you you kick it off first? All right, you got it. All right. So I'll give a little credit here to my friend Nate. This was a – he was supposed to guest star with us today. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it because he had another uh, endeavor that he had to be at. Um, But the more research that I did on the player of his choice, the more I did like this decision. So I decided to make it my decision. Um, I'm rolling with Keelan Cole, wide receiver, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Coming off a huge week against the New England Patriots, it looks like Keelan might be primed for a breakout season. Uh, just taking a look at his last seven starts, it seems to the point of the year. I mean, at that point, five weeks uh, of the last 27 season, uh, the 2017 season seems to be where he started to really take off mm-hmm. with uh, Blake Bortles. Now, we all know Bortles has a history of being a little bit shaky. Right. <laughs> he can put up fantasy points, though. He can. He can. We, saw it, we saw it this past week, right? We did. We, seen, we saw it this past week. We know the Jaguars are our first. Uh, you know, they run first. That's what they do. In 2017, they led all NFL teams for the most rushes and attempts in a season. But in his final five games in 2017, this is a wide receiver that saw 35 targets, made 24 receptions, Tallied 475 yards and three touchdowns. So that puts him on an average of about seven targets a week with five catches per game uh, in that span. In his two games in 2018, we've seen him with 12 targets so far with 10 receptions, 170 yards, and one touchdown. Mm -hmm. Now with those numbers, he's projected to average about 107 targets, 80 catches, and somewhere around 1,400 yards with nine TDs. I'll take it. Yeah, if I mean... I'm not saying he's going to do that, but those that's just based just on said mathematical it. You heard averages. it here first. <laughs> it's happening. But if he hits those numbers, we all can agree. That's a wide receiver one, elite status for sure. There's no question about it. You know, I've heard, uh, you know, when as I was talking to a couple of friends, they said to me, well, hey, what about um, the time that they were missing at running back with their, you know, with Leonard Fournette? Fournette? Okay, so I took a little look at that too. And with that time being said, Fournette missed three games last week. That team still averaged 24 carries for 106 yards, and then they missed. Uh, then he missed one game, week 15 against Houston. That team carried the ball 38 times for 130 plus yards. So that team is not going to get away from running the ball. That's not going to happen. And this guy still saw the targets that he saw. He put up like over 150 yards in that game against Houston, by the way. Even when that, it was a 45-3 like three blowout. It was ridiculous. I like this guy. 
I expect a big week. He's at home. He's got a pretty soft team coming into town. And uh, yeah, Keenan Cole, my pick of the week. Speaking of Keelan Cole, how about that catch? God damn! I mean, that was that was OBJ esque. It was better one than arm OBJ outstretched. Just... He caught that ball over the number one corner, and he kept running. It wasn't like caught and went out of bounds or caught and fell. He caught that thing and continued down the field for another ten to fifteen yards. Amazing. Obviously, he has huge talent, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. So. My boom of the week, which we generally, when we pick our booms, we or bus or any any time we're doing this, we, we try not to make obvious picks. This may seem a little bit obvious, but for some it might not be. But I'm gonna go with Jordan Howard, running back for the Chicago Bears, and I know a lot of you with Jordan Howard, you probably most people have draft capital in them. You probably draft him in your your third, maybe fourth round, so you probably don't. You, you may not have a better option. But my thing is, after two weeks, you might. Who knows? You may have had somebody else. You may have picked somebody up off waivers. And you may be thinking of benching them. I think that's a mistake this week. Uh, Matt Nagy just came out. He said they need to get Jordan Howard more touches. You know, Mitch Trubisky has been subpar this year. I mean, there's no question about it. You can't it. ask he, him to do too much. He's a second-year second quarterback. He can make a running back he that's can been make, solid. He, he can make one read. And if he doesn't like the initial read he makes, he runs. I mean, he's you've seen it, and honestly, it looks like that first read is going to be Allen Robinson more often than not. A lot not, of targets for Allen Robinson. It's killing me because I'm also a Trey Burton owner. <laughs> and but Burton's Burton, had a touchdown, so that's okay. Yeah, but Burton. He's Burton got two touchdowns. Been, it, watch the routes that Burton's running. I mean, he's been open so much. Again, and Trubisky's just not getting giving him that second read. It's week two, and with getting the ball more in, in uh, Howard's hands, that'll give some more opportunities for Burton. I believe that. Yeah. So I mean, the Bears the Bears are going to to Arizona and whipping. Yeah, I think it's going to be just a complete butt whooping. And uh, honestly, Jordan Howard, he's that type of power back that he's going to he's they're going to wear that defense down. They're and I gonna like go him up. too. Yeah, Sorry, no, no, no. I was just gonna say they're they're gonna go up. He's gonna wear the defense down. And the thing I like too is we're seeing him a little bit more in the passing game. He, I was just that's where I was kind of gonna cut in right there because he has good hands. This is a guy that can be a well. He had a three down back. He had stone hands last year. The rumor was all throughout the off season, going into training camp, this guy was catching one, two, three hundred balls a day, you know, off the machine, just catch, 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 working on it. Because he wanted to be a true three-down back. And he can and, be. And he has looked immensely better, in my eyes, catching the football. And they're not taking him off the field on third down anymore. Before it was, you know, Jordan Howard first down, Jordan Howard second down, Tariq Cohen. Right. Coming in on third down. That's not the case anymore. Matt Nagy's much more creative than that. So yeah, I think... They're finding other ways to keep Cohen involved, but keep Howard as the power back for that team. You know, keep him as the workhorse. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you look at his numbers. I mean, you know, 2016, his rookie year, he put up 1,300 yards. He had six touchdowns. 2017 season, over 1,100 yards, nine touchdowns. So, and those are on bad teams. He's not on a bad team anymore. I mean, He's they not. had to start out the year against the pa at the Packers in Lambeau, and then he had to face you know the Seahawks, which I know the Seahawks defense hasn't been, but it's still Russell Wilson. Right. So I mean, it's still they still have some good players on that defense too let's not forget that so i know howard hasn't put up the numbers that you were expecting to put up yet and you may be thinking you know you may have a jeez, oh i don't know throw somebody out there maybe you picked up a philip Lindsay or somebody like sure. that that you're thinking of putting in over howard my two cents i would not do it this week put no. howard in there yeah don't panic he's only had 29 carries to date this is a guy that will see the ball 20 times a game moving forward i really believe that so they'll get some more touches in his hands. Matt Nagy's saying it, man. He's they, singing his praises. He says he's going to get him the ball more. And out of any week, this is the week. If they go up early, I think Howard's just going to eat. And yeah, I mean, he's going to be a superstar this 23 week. receptions in 26, uh, 2017 and 29 in 2016. Already has eight through the first two weeks. They're going to find ways to get this man the ball. Don't yep. give up on him. Yep, yep. I love it. So with that being said, anything else you want to cover before we sign off here and go watch the fantastic Thursday night football game between oh, the Jets and the Cleveland Browns? 
there's nothing to say about that. You want to talk about that game a little bit? I don't know what there is to really say about <laughs> that game. Um, so I hate I hate Thursday night games to begin with for fantasy purposes because you you just really can't read them. You never know. The teams are on short rest. That being said, I am starting Cleveland's D. I do I do like Cleveland's D. I mean, how do you, how do you feel about that call? I think Cleveland has Sam a Donald. good defense. You saw Sam Donald play so well week one against Detroit, then kind of take a backseat a bit and get their butts handed to him a little bit by Miami. Um, so I think it's a little bit unknown. I don't know what to expect. I think, that, But I do think that the best performances will probably come from both those defenses. I don't know what the offenses are going to look like this week. It's, it could be an ugly game. I, I could see this game 3 nothing, as sad as that would be. And Cleveland just signed themselves a new kicker too, didn't they? Yes. Thanks, so. <laughs> so uh, yeah, maybe it's six to three. I don't expect it to be much of a bond burning, uh, bond burner for the offense. You got Javis Landry that's a little dinged up already. Um, oh, oh, we didn't yeah, talk we, about this. Let's talk about the. We saw breaking news as we were getting ready to start this. Yeah, podcast. if you're a Carlos, if you're a Carlos Hyde owner, yeah, his wife has been induced and she's still in labor, and they're hoping that the baby's going to be born that he can make it to the game before game time, but. That may not happen. He could be late. He could miss the game. Oh, forget and it, man. I would. You got to roll her right into the runway. You know what I mean? As soon as that baby comes hiccup. out, he just runs out. Unreal. Yeah, it's unreal. So no, maybe we'll see. How does that work actually? If if he's on the roster, if he's not there at kickoff, and he shows up at halftime, he can play because he can still play because, yeah, because he's on the, the active roster. He's on the active roster, and the team is well aware of what he's going through, so he can he can show up at halftime, and they can plug him into the game. I just don't know though. At that point, depending on the game flow. Even if he does show up, they may not use him. Well, it'll be interesting. Actually, if he doesn't play tonight, I want to keep an eye on Nick Chubb. Somebody right. that could some, be a real opportunity for him yeah, tonight. Yeah, and you know, there's Duke Johnson as well, but we know what Duke Johnson is. Yeah. Well, I, to me, to me, Nick Chubb would be the one to watch. So the question is, does he Carlos Hyde show up tonight or not? Stay tuned at eight twenty PM to find out Easter Standard say, time by if the, he makes it. <laughs> by the time we by the time we upload this, the game will already be going. So. Excellent. But with that being said, I think that pretty much closes the show. Have a good week, guys. Yeah, we appreciate everybody listening. This has been the Fantasy Football Chambers, and we'll be back next week. Adios.